In a world that tells us to chase personal perfection, there doesn't seem to be a place for fools. This fool is trying to work out where that leaves him. And you too, maybe. Because, let's face it, sometimes we're all just fools trying to be better. If I were ever to write my autobiography, I think I'd call it The Life of an Introvert. You wouldn't call it A Fool and His Life? Interesting. Which has been more influential on my life, being a fool or being an introvert? It's a close-run thing. Do you want to hear my take on introverts? I'm not sure I do, but I think you're going to let me have it. I think more people call themselves introverts than there are actual introverts. Why would people call themselves an introvert when they're not actually an introvert? Because they think it makes people think better of them. People don't like extroverts. Yes, they do. They're the life and soul of the party. If you're hosting any kind of social occasion, you want extroverts there, especially if there's dancing involved. Introverts? hate extroverts, hate them so much. You see, all introverts want to be extroverts. And I don't mean want to be, as in would quite like to be. I mean, as in they desperately want that kind of social ease, that ability to saunter into a room and make friends with everybody in five minutes flat. It does sound appealing to be like that. Admit it. When you see an extrovert, your eyes burn, your mouth goes dry, you die a little. You would give your right arm to be like that. You feel like your whole life would have been better if you had just a few of the attributes of an extrovert. Well, yeah. No, 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 no. I don't get all aggressive like that. When I see an extrovert, I don't want to gouge their eyes out. But yes, it's, it's the way they make social situations look so effortless. When I talk to a stranger, I have to make a conscious effort to think of something to say. Extroverts don't seem to have to do that. So let's say you're in a room full of strangers and you decide that you're going to try and be sociable. So you walk up to a stranger and try to start a conversation. And say that stranger isn't very forthcoming. Perhaps you say to him, Hi, my name's Mark. Did you see that great match last night? And they say, I don't like football. And to make matters worse, they don't say anything after that. Nothing to carry on the conversation. How do you feel when that happens? Honestly? Honestly. I feel like I must be the most uninteresting person who ever walked this earth. I feel that all my worst fears have been realised. That this person sees right through me. That even though they've never met me before, that they somehow know me. That they can see into my soul. But they've only just met you. Exactly. But I can't help feeling that way. It's soul-destroying. But they've only just met you. They can't possibly know you. I know it's not rational, but that comes with being an introvert, doesn't it? Sounds like more to do with self-esteem. Maybe. 
But I see some introverts, and they seem quietly at home in their own bodies. They just float through life. We've all met that kind of person. They don't seem to feel the need to contribute too much to the conversation. They're comfortable in their silence. Then, when they do talk, they say something so insightful that you stare in wonder. So you even find other introverts annoying? That's not what I said. But if there's somebody I wish I was, it's the introvert at ease. Nothing beats the introvert at ease. I'm getting the feeling that you want to be anybody but you. No, but I think we all wonder what it would be like if we were somebody else. I'm beginning to wonder who you actually are. Well, you should know. You're a voice in my head. Exactly. And even I'm confused. You're married now? Yes. As an introvert, you must have found dating really painful. In my 20s, yes, because as well as being an introvert, I had low self-esteem. But you're in TV? Yeah, with chronically low self-esteem. Not everybody in TV is a glamorous extrovert. But lots of them are. Did you go into TV to surround yourself with extroverts, hoping that some of their personality traits would rub off on you? Not consciously, but yes, maybe subconsciously. Interesting. Back to dating. How did you feel before going on a date? Much the same way I felt before going to a job interview. But what if you really liked the girl? That was like going on a job interview where I really wanted the job. Is that why so many of your dates in your 20s weren't that great? No comment. Give me an idea of what would happen. Well, the woman would have no idea of who I was or what I was about. I just wasn't very forthcoming. And I was so obsessed about thinking of the, the questions I, I could ask her that I was never fully engaged in the conversation. How about we reenact one of these dates? Oh, no. Just briefly. Come on. So, I'm the woman... And you've met me at a bar, we've said hi, and got the clumsy introductions over with. You've asked me what I'd like to drink. You see a table that's free, and you suggest I go and sit down while you order the drinks. It used to take me a while to order drinks. Of course it did. Getting the eye of the bartender is always a challenge for the introvert. But eventually, you bring the drinks over and sit down. What's the first thing you say to me? How was your day? It was okay. The boss was grumpy, but he's always grumpy. So that's nothing new. Something you should know at this point. Is that your next line? What are you about to spring on me? No, it's not my next line. We're not role-playing anymore. Oh, why not? I was enjoying being a woman. Yeah, right, because you're so convincing. 
Something I need to add, just so you understand the torment. After I asked her a question to get the conversation rolling, that's when the problems began. You see, I'd be listening to her, but not listening to her. I mean, I wanted to listen to her because I'm genuinely interested in other people, much more interested in them than myself. But while she's talking, I'm getting all insecure about my next question. Will she find it interesting? What will it reveal about me? All these thoughts going around in my head. And when you have that many thoughts going around in your head, it becomes tricky trying to listen to the other person. So then I panic about what she just said. Did I miss something? Do I own up that I missed something? This is what it was like. Wow, quite the ordeal. Yes, it was. Did it get any easier in your 30s? Yes, completely different. Why don't you want to talk about it? Because I'm embarrassed. I wonder if extroverts ever get embarrassed. I don't care. We can't leave it hanging like that. Okay, I became someone else. Someone else? What, you changed your name? Not literally became somebody else, but... What? I was so sick and tired of being me of doing things the way I was doing them, that I decided to become somebody else. It's really embarrassing. Who was it? A movie star. You became a movie star? No, I didn't become a movie star. I modelled myself on one. Lots of people do that. Pretend they're somebody else. But I got really good at it. I got so good at it that I think people I dated believed, in some subconscious way, that they were dating Hugh Grant. I could see it in their reactions to me. They changed as soon as I started doing this. And I'm embarrassed by it because it felt like I was being a fraud. How good were you at being Hugh Grant? It wasn't an impersonation. And I wasn't trying to be Hugh Grant himself. More like a character in one of his films, Like the fellow in Four Weddings and a Funeral. That diffident kind of chap. Lots of eyebrow lifting, cute expressions, slightly posh accent, which is difficult for me because I come from a working class background. And using the word blimey a lot. Wow. It started when I had a bit to drink one evening and my friend said to me, oh, you're being very Hugh Grant. And that gave me the idea. Exactly what kind of effect did it have on the women you dated? It didn't seem to matter what I said. Or that's what it felt like. They just found the mannerisms appealing. They would smile at me more. I might be wrong. They might have been smiling in pity. But that's what I remember. Maybe because you were being somebody else, you relaxed a bit more. Maybe it had nothing to do with trying to be Hugh Grant. Hmm. 
maybe you're right. Maybe by trying to be somebody else, you forgot about what you saw as your own failings. You know, I did feel strangely liberated. I didn't dread dates anymore. And you actually got married. Something you always said you'd never do. Oh, yes. Did you use the Hugh Grant thing on your wife when you were dating? She kind of caught the tail end of it. Please tell me you told her about it before marrying her, so she didn't think she was marrying Hugh Grant. <laughs> oh, by then she was under no illusion that she was marrying Hugh Grant. I confessed pretty early on. I told her about the whole thing. And she found it highly amusing. But you don't even look like him, she said. You don't? I know. But it's amazing how people will be persuaded just by the way you act. If you act in a certain way, people forget to use their eyes. So who are you now? I'm me. I was always me, really. But being Hugh Grant at the same time, it put the fun back into social interactions. I stopped judging myself. I found it easier to speak to people because I wasn't me. But it made you feel like a fraud? Yeah, I never did work out how I felt about that. It wasn't as if I was trying to con people. Technically you were, because you were getting women to like you by pretending you were someone else. Yes and no. I wasn't pretending to be a movie star. I wasn't saying to them, hey, come to my pad in the Hollywood Hills. I was still me, really. But somebody else at the same time. Now I think about it, no, I was me. I was me at my best. Although it was very tiring being me at my best. Not sure I could keep it up 24 hours a day. We're back to con artists again, aren't we? No, we're not. Are you sure you don't feel guilty? Look. Was there sex involved? Oh, come on. Exactly. The games we play, eh? Oh, no. Anxiety creeps up on me Is this how it's supposed to feel? Tell me when it's over I got some place that I gotta be It won't leave My friends, hey Get out of your comfort zone It's a blessing in disguise Get out of what you call home Your name is written in the sky It might feel just like you're on your own Baby, it's another lie Remember you were me I try to work, work, work But it doesn't work I try to say something But there's a word I try to justify my actions Less reactions raising. Oh, it doesn't work If I could give you the opportunity To be an extrovert just for one day Would you do it? Yeah It'd be interesting. Perhaps I'd like it. Perhaps I wouldn't. It'd be terrible if I liked it so much I didn't want to return to being me. Do you think introverts are better people? Is that why people want others to think of them as introverts? No, I don't think they're better people. That's a very general thing to say. But some people say that extroverts speak without thinking. They're in such a hurry to be sociable, they forget people's feelings. Yeah, 
I know a couple of people like that. But then you could say that introverts can do too much thinking and forget to speak. They can come across as cold. Is there anything of the extrovert in you at all? Oh, yeah. Much more so nowadays. So if I walk into a room full of people, I'll still say to myself, oh, shite, what am I going to say to these people? But I get over. Well, I don't get over it. But I force myself to speak without judging myself. It's much easier to make the running in a conversation if you're not constantly wondering whether you're going to say something boring or stupid. Nowadays, I just assume that I'm definitely going to say something boring or stupid. And then I say it anyway. If one sentence sounds stupid, I just follow it up with another one. And another one. Sounds like extrovert behaviour to me. You think I've transformed myself into an extrovert? Don't you? No, definitely not. But what you've just described, that's, isn't that kind of extrovert behaviour? Well, I don't know, but it doesn't come naturally to me. If it now came naturally, I might agree with you. But I have to make a conscious effort to do all that stuff. And here's the thing. If I didn't have to go to that party in the first place, I wouldn't. I think true extroverts want to go to that party, want to talk to those people. I have to be like a cowboy and dig my spurs in until it hurts before I'll actually do it. But it sounds like it's easier for you now. Oh, it is. It's much easier. It's always easier when you don't beat yourself up about anything. What do introverts regret? For me, it's the conversations I might have missed out on. The people I might have known if only I'd come forward. I think that's what introverts often regret. But I'm sure extroverts have regrets too. But these days, I'm just happy to be me. Whoever that is. You've been listening to Talking to a Fool by me, Mark Cabell. I hope you enjoyed it and got something out of it. And if you want to support it, please leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. And maybe visit talkingtoafool.com. Music was by Megan Wofford, Mind Me, Trevor Kowalski and Strom, courtesy of Epidemic Sound. This is a Spark of the Creative production. Thank you so much for listening.